Radio. Indeed it is, and this is Julie Wrench, your host of On the Shoulders of Giants, talking old timers with Thomas Steenberg, the one, the only Thomas Steenberg, might I add. And this is our 31st episode, and let me go ahead and bring Thomas into the studio. Thomas, how are you? I'm guess, still getting old, Julie. There's not much I can do about that. <laughs> <laughs> can you believe it's been one episodes three years later and we're still kicking it? Yep, yep. I'm uh, 31 and I'm still counting. Yes, yes. We, we've done some good shows and covered a lot of topics. And I know one thing that we had talked about in the past was we need to get uh, some more of the Bigfoot ladies on. You know, we've had a few mm-hmm. on the show, but I, the, I don't think that the ladies get their their uh, credit sometimes like they should. So, um, I, I'm bringing on tonight is uh, somebody I've really uh, have a lot of respect for, and uh, fascinating person with, with the experiences that she's had and things that she's done, um, Suzanne Ferencheck, and she is from Ohio, and she moved to Ohio's Mohican River Valley um, back in the fall of 99, and for those who don't know, that area is just long, long history of Sasquatch activity, um, reports, encounters, people of all walks of life have seen these these creatures in that area so it doesn't surprise me that she had um stuff going on and had her first encounter in 2013 and then what happened was she she after she had her encounter there was some additional possible activity on her property for about two years and she was actually a witness on the Finding Bigfoot TV show that aired back in January 2015. And she, there was a documentary that's out there called The Back 80. Now, I don't know if our listeners watched it or not. I have it. It's great. You should get it. I know you can get it on Prime Video. Um, I, and we'll talk to Suzanne and see other ways you might be able to purchase it or, or rent it. But uh, now she's been very busy. She's 
been to several BFRO expeditions, hosts private events in her area, and recently she was a guest speaker at the Hawking Hills Bigfoot Conference back in October. So with no further ado, let's go ahead and bring Suzanne onto the show. Welcome. Thank you, guys. It's great to meet you by a podcast. <laughs> yes, I'm, we're really stoked to have you. Um, I know Thomas is probably going to have some questions for you. So, Thomas, feel free to step right on in there. Um, we'll probably just go ahead and launch right into it. You had you had a uh, experience back in 2013, but... Um, you started working um, at the Ohio State University as a fiscal officer, and I know that you told me that everybody there knows about your Bigfoot obsession. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it, it, yeah it's, it's great because I work in extension, and um, so it's, that's a different county. Each county in Ohio has an extension office, and uh, what's great is that, like, everybody in a four-county area, for sure, you know, if anybody calls into the extension office by some by some chance that they've seen a Bigfoot, everybody knows to get in touch with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny stuff. I love that. I love that they, you know, don't try to dish you for that because some places are kind of, you know how the, the stigma of it all is. And right. I think, I think it's less now than it used to be. But nonetheless, um, you're now, are you still in the same property that you had yeah. the uh, two okay so you were in the place and that's um man i tell you that's a beautiful area of ohio it it's gorgeous. Just gorgeous so that's why we that's why we wanted to move here it was just it's just beautiful it absolutely you know, it's, is it's got everything the sasquatch would want anyway you know i can you know learn that <laughs> along the way but yeah oh, it's, yeah. it's fabulous well now you have bear in that area as well don't you no, we don't. They're, they're we don't? starting okay, to come in the eastern part of the state and the southern part of the state, um, but we don't have any bear sightings here, um, nothing that's documented. Now, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if we do get one that's come up, you know, but not <clears throat> not so far in the Mohican Valley area. Okay. Nothing Because I know that a lot of places that they say could support uh, bear activity can support Sasquatch activity, so... I always, I'm kind of curious about that when we have guests on to see, you know, what kind of wildlife they have. Um, yeah, we were so in the, one of the there. expeditions. I, um, they were making fun of me because I didn't know how to open the bear trash can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. Um, why don't we talk about your sighting in May of 2013 and just, I mean, what happened? Well, um, it was an unexpected thing, obviously, and uh, I was coming home from the, the little store down the road, uh, took the back roads. It's a really pretty area back there. You know, one of those, like, old dirt roads that you kind of have to pull over to one side if somebody else is coming down, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, big canopy of trees, and um, I just stopped and uh, was taking pictures of some horses uh, that kind of wandered into this area where they're not normally, and... Um, I was just, I was in between jobs. Um, Bernie had told me I'd been working in Cleveland for half a week um, at an airport, a private airport up in downtown Cleveland, and commuting. 
So I do half a week up there and half a week down here. And because uh, it's just, it's, you know, it's a rural area. There's not a lot of good jobs and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. so I did that for five years. And then, you know, I was just tired of the commute. And Bernie's like, just come home, you know, find you'll find something eventually. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't like switching. You know, I don't like not having a job and quitting one before I have another job. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, okay, just do it. We'll have fun. And I'm like, okay, great. So, like, okay, two weeks into it. I'm on my little summer vacation, you know, and uh, I'm like, well, I'm just going to sit out tonight. It's a gorgeous night. We've got a, um, we've got 18 acres here, and it, it's just, you know, peaceful and quiet. And yeah, I'd like to have big bonfires and just sit out there and play tunes and stuff. And uh, so that was my plan for the night. And I just was driving down the road and stopped there for a while. And then I went to uh, go forward because Bernie, I was like, Bernie's going to wonder where I am. And uh, I put the phone down looked ahead of me and there was a big black thing that jumped over the road and I just I couldn't figure out what it was I mean at first you know my first reaction was that it was a deer because we've got so many deer around here the locals say that you know if you haven't hit a deer you haven't lived here long enough (laughs) and uh that's what we're used to jumping over the road but then I don't know, it's just, you know, a couple seconds, you know, as it's going through my my mind, it's like, wait a minute, you know, that wasn't a deer. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I mean, it it was black. It was, we later measured that it was um, over seven feet in the air. And it didn't hit the road. Um, the Finding Bigfoot, they, their recreation had it landing in the road, but it didn't land in the road. It started from the left side of the road uh, on this little hill and then, um, it just it was in the air. I didn't see it start its jump. I didn't see it land. And it was just kind of like going into a downward trajectory into this little ravine area. And so I just kind of sat there like dumbfounded. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell was that? You know, and it just, I don't know. I couldn't, I, I had no experience with Bigfoot before at all. Um, the only thing I had heard about it, I mean, you know, except for the PGF, which, by the way, October 20th that we're recording this, you know, on the anniversary of it. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't forget to bring that up, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of exciting to do this interview on this day. But um, but that's all I had seen of it when I was a kid. You know, everybody watched In Search of and stuff. Um, and then a year before that, my sister-in-law, wherever we were camping, because we do a lot of camping and stuff, um, she's like, this place is squatchy. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? And she's like, you know, that's yeah. a TV show. And so I kind of, you know, surfed it a couple times, um, but I didn't, it didn't really catch my interest. And, but, you know, as I'm trying to figure out what I just saw, um, it just landed on my sister-in-law's thought that it was a Sasquatch. <laughs> and I just, it was a, just a completely ridiculous thought to me because I'd never heard of Bigfoots in Ohio. Nobody had ever talked about Bigfoots. You know, I mean, plenty of people around here will talk about UFOs and stuff, and I'm not into UFOs and all that. But, you know, I, I just... I don't know. It was it was weird, and my reaction to it was kind of weird. I just I just started laughing. I don't know why. No. It was just it was just a weird reaction. And I called my sister in law, and I'm like, "You're never going to believe what I'm going to tell you." And she was like, "What?" And I couldn't hardly get it out of my mouth. And I just said, uh, "I think I just saw a Sasquatch." <laughs> you know, just I was just laughing, and I'm like, "This is ridiculous." So uh, I don't know. I- it was just kind of weird, and that was. I didn't know what exactly anything. What did you see? What exactly did I see? Is that what your question was? It looked it was, to you. It just looked like a big black thing with arms forward, mm. like Superman arms, and the legs were kind of coming up around like it was getting ready to land. 
it, it just and there was you know it was 240 feet ahead of me so and it happened really fast so how, it, how close it, were the horses the horses were really close and that's the strange thing they didn't react at all and i had the tunes cranked too so mm-hmm. i don't know why they didn't react um I don't know. They just did what they were doing, and that was it. How long do you so, thought for? Oh, it was just a few seconds. It was. It was just, and in your mind, there's no way this could have been a leaping black bear or something like that. Well, that's exactly what we were talking about. You know, I got back to the house, and you know, I'm like Bernie. You know what? You know what is this thing? You know what did I just see? And he's like, it was probably a bear. I'm like, okay. You know, that was a way better explanation. <laughs> so. And then I, you know, are there bears the- known to be in this area? No, no bears. There's no bears here. Do you know that for sure, or is it just generally believed? Well, I mean, the ODNR didn't have any record of any bears. Um, mm-hmm. None of the hunters around here have seen a bear, shot a bear. Um, they are mm-hmm. coming into, you know, the eastern part of the state, and they could be, you know, more prevalent now than they, you know, than 2013, but. Um, and you you say it leapt across the road and never touched the road? No, it never touched the road. And how wide is the road? Uh, about a car and a half. You know, it's okay. kind of like if you have if you got a car, everybody drives down the middle of these you know back roads, and then you just kind of have to pull over if you're passing somebody. So a, a narrow country road is what you're saying, yeah? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, where it landed, did you uh, later on go check that spot to see if there were any pug marks or, or footprints? I No, I just drove by, and I was just looking to see if I could see whatever it was. I didn't get out were of the car. Were you moving I, at the, this? No, I was stopped. I was stopped okay. for like 10 minutes. Okay. Were you in the car or out of it? I was in the car. Okay. Were you... you you, you said you took pictures of the horses. Was this after you took the pictures or before? After. Right after. Okay. And what well, I, mean, I, was, was I wasn't convinced it was a Bigfoot. I mean, it was just a ridiculous thought. I was just trying to figure out what it was. And I was just wondering, like, how long after the sighting occurred did you think it could be a Sasquatch, or did you think that right away? Um, two days later is when I thought it could be. Um, and that's when, like, so I came back to the house and, you know, jabbering and Bernie about it for several hours. <laughs> and then I just kind of like, okay, well, it's just some sort of weird thing. I don't know. And uh, just hung out by the campfire. But I, you know, thought about it all night. Um, and then, you know, I tried to put it out of my mind. Um, and then the day after that, um, I was preparing for a job interview and uh, looking at stuff on the computer on the porch. And then just before I went to bed, I'm like, I wonder if anybody in Ohio has ever seen a Bigfoot before. And so I Googled it, Ohio Bigfoot. And then, bam, all these websites came up, and including yeah. the BFRO. And then I'm like, oh, wow, this, you know, they've got a map. And uh, I clicked on Ohio, and then I clicked on Holmes County, and then that's where I read a report from 11 months prior, um, a mile from where I had seen it. And that's oh, wow. when I just was like, oh, my God. Do you this know Don What's that, Thomas? Do you know the name Don Keating? I do. I know Don. I know him. I know him well. I know him now. I didn't know him then, but yeah. 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 Did you inform him of this at the time? No, I didn't. I didn't inform anybody 
until mm-hmm. uh, I called. I did leave a message um, on the BFRO where I sent an email, and um, I said, uh, I don't know if you want to know this. Um, I'm not really ready to make a report, but I did see something jump across the road mm-hmm. near me. And so then the next morning, I got a call from um, a BFRO investigator, Mark Mazel, and this is when I'm rushing around trying to get to this interview. And and this is another one of these moments. Um, the first thing he said was, I'm not surprised to hear you contact us because there have been several sightings in your area in the past six months. And I just, wow. you know, that just blew my mind. I'm like, you're kidding me. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. You know, and so, you know, my family Oh, my in-laws have been kind of making fun of me because they're like, Sedanta, I'll say Sasquatch, you know, ha, ha, ha. And so I just uh-huh. have the link to that BFRO report, and I sent it all to them, you know, and I'm like, yeah, read this, you know. So it was just still kind mm-hmm. of a discovery process. I still wasn't convinced that it was a Bigfoot. Um, but now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, people are saying that they're seeing them around here. And so I'm like, well, maybe okay. it was a Bigfoot. When you saw it, how far in front of your car do you think it was? 240 feet is what we ended up measuring. Okay. And when you saw it jump, did you actually see it land, or did it disappear in the trees on the roadside? I did not see it land. It just kind of disappeared into the green bushes and stuff like that. And it was black? Yes. Did it it be covered in hair, or do you know? It's it's hard to say. Um, It wasn't like, you know, a deer that it's got, you know, straight, you know, to the skin, you know, it just, it was just, it did kind of look shaggy, I guess, um, it was just kind mm-hmm. of a big black blob thing with arms sticking out that just went over the road, and, you know, again, Okay, it was now, so the way you remember in your mind, the way it leapt over the road, did it strike you as the way a person would leap over a road or a four-legged animal? Uh, I don't think it, no, it didn't strike me as a person leaping over the road, um, Mm-hmm. It just, I, you know, that's why I thought it was like a deer, possibly. But then the deer, I don't think, don't have their legs out front like that. Um, and it was really high. So we ended up measuring it was over seven feet in the air. And that was the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're jumping that high. And it just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> it was, Strange. Then it was, it was only... at night, um, but it wasn't like, it was, since it was May 14th, you know, the sun doesn't go down, you know, till later. Right. So, it was day- It was during the daytime? Yeah. There was it was definitely the sun was still out, but there's a there was a canopy of trees, so the sun was kind of filtering through and so, you know, that was another thing I was trying to figure out. Um, you know, was this a, you know, a shadow or something? You know, and so what was great though is that I kept you know, I kept going back down that road at the same time and it was oh gosh, so maybe a week later or something like that. I was, you know, parked the car right there and uh I saw a deer running jump across the road. I'm like, Oh, thank you, God, you know because <laughs> then I was like, For sure that wasn't a deer. I mean it jumped the same place where the Sasquatch did or alleged Sasquatch, whatever and uh so maybe, you know, and I've seen a rabbit cross there. I've seen turkey cross there. So it, maybe it was a game trail of some sort. Yeah. But I was yeah, really happy to be. see that deer because it was a great comparison. <laughs> it was right at the same time. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I'm, I'm, 
I'm kind of wondering why Sasquatch or anything else, why it chose to jump over the road rather than just dash across the road. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. these are part of the endless questions that yeah. I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, was it just trying to, like, you know, maybe if I jump, you know, she won't see me? I mean, and why did it do it when I was there? I mean, and I had the I had the tunes going. I was, you know, it was a black mm-hmm. expedition. You, you know, it was a big car sitting there. You know, why wouldn't it just, you know, did you see anything away or something? That was arms or hands or anything like that? I didn't see hands, just, like, the arms sticking out. And, uh, which way were they sticking, to the front or to, to the, the back or what? To the front, like Superman arms. Okay, but it, it, its feet wasn't stretched out behind it or anything like that? No, it seemed like the, the legs were kind of tucked in, like it was, like it was, okay. like it was coming like tucking the legs in, like if it were going to land, it would like feet first kind of thing. Right. Okay. Interesting. That, Very interesting. That sounds like bobbing deer would do, but usually I don't know about deer in Ohio, but deer here aren't black. Right. We mm-hmm. don't have any black yeah. deer in Ohio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't convinced it was a Bigfoot at all. I mean, at that point, I'm just, you know thinking this is just some weird thing, um, but then it's just like stuff kept happening and stacking mm-hmm. up, um, and then I'm just like, well, gosh, maybe it, was, it wasn't until like two weeks later that I actually, I actually believed that it was real, you know, that, that this okay. is actually what it was. Um, uh, was, it, was it, did it seem to be large physically or small? Oh, big. It was big. It was way bigger okay. than here, bigger than any buck I've ever seen. Okay. And that was actually one of my first thoughts was like, wow, that's going to be somebody's big prize. But then I'm like, okay, and just to clear up for our audience, what type of car were you driving? A black Ford Expedition. Okay, and I take it you did not have a dash cam. No. I no. <laughs> that's too bad. I wish you had. <laughs> I know, right? I I just <laughs> got one too recently. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, that, um, now how far away from your house was that spot? Uh, it was about a mile. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. An hour? A mile. Mile. Oh, okay, mile. a mile. A mile from my house. Do you still live in that area? Yes, still in the same place. Do you, have you seen anything like this since? No, I've not seen... Anything like that? I've heard it, mm-hmm. but I, I haven't. Well, seen you. It. Yeah. Now, has other people made other reports in that area since then? Uh, yeah, there was a. Um, well, there's there's probably four or five in the Holmes County database, um, and actually this year, uh, been getting a lot of reports, some historical, some recent. But well, that's the thing, and I, I you know, I was a member of the Eagles and the Legion and stuff in town. And, I, you know, I went in there, and I'm just like, all right, people, you know, you guys have all lived here for generations, you know, cough it up. Who's seen a Bigfoot? You know, I mean, I'd never heard of them around here at all. Nobody. Nobody said a word about it. Um, now, there was that road crossing that was, I said, 11 months before. Um, three different cars at the same time, independent cars, saw it cross, saw Bigfoot cross the road what they, you know, determined to be a Bigfoot. And uh, and that was just, that's really the beefy sighting right there. Um, so, 
But that's, you know, I didn't know about that at the time until mm-hmm. I looked it up. It's, it's this sighting that basically got you started in your interest in the Sasquatch to begin with, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of like started to turn my whole life inside out, you know, was the start of it. <laughs> Now look at and later on, after you met Don Keating, was what was his impressions of your encounter, and did he ever look at the spot? Um, I just met him this past May for the first time. And, oh, okay. Uh, for lunch with him with uh, Daniel Perez when he was in town for the OVC mm-hmm. conference. Um, so you know, I had always heard about. Well, I didn't always hear. I learned about Don, you know, since then, and you know, he was kind of reclusive and. You know, I heard they had all this information um, that nobody sees anymore. And then just recently he came out and started uh, publishing a bunch of his articles and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, I told him about it, and, you know, he just, he didn't really have too much, too many comments about it. Um, but, he, you know, I asked him, I was like, Did you, do you have any other, you know, encounters in Ohio, or, I mean, in the Mohican area? And I haven't seen anything of his that he's got anything from Mohican. Now, I may, you know, haven't finished reading all of his material, but I don't recall him saying that, you know, much about it, actually. So, in the, in the Jackson doc- area, which is a the, county south of us. All right. Now, in the documentary, the back 80, is is this uh, is it yours featured in your documentary? Yeah, it's, it turns, they, Alan and Jesse, uh, I guess we're, they were looking for a film project, and somebody suggested to them that, um, you know, they do the, uh, Mohican flap of 13 and 14, uh, and so they asked if I would come forward and talk about it, and Alan was one of the people who was on the original investigation that came out a few weeks after um, my sighting, and uh, so I knew him and a little bit, and uh, some of the people that, you know, like Maisel, Mark Maisel had helped me out a lot, and I'm like, all right, you know, you guys have helped me out a lot, try to figure this whole thing out, um, all right, I'll tell you what, you know, I'll tell you what I saw. I'll tell you what happened. And then it turns out that the whole movie ended up turning, uh, pivoting to be mostly about my encounter and everything and how it made affected my life and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, my gosh, now this whole thing's about me. <laughs> you know, and the other people that uh, we have great witnesses. I'm so happy that the Chris Tynes came forward uh, mm-hmm. because they were the ones that saw it, uh, the road crossing on 39 um, mm-hmm. that I just mentioned and uh, other people came forward and so um yeah it was just it was fun those guys are they're, they're great they're a lot of fun to hang out and with and i think i heard earlier you said your uh, documentary the back 80 is available on prime video network uh yeah they've got it up on amazon prime okay um, i got video i just haven't seen this i'll go look for it after the show <laughs> mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, they did it. Was, the, the, the scenery shots are just fabulous. Um, Jesse was just, yeah. you know, he was master of the drone and the camera, and that's, you know, a lot of that wow. drone filming was just kind of coming along at the time, and uh, they just really did a great job. I didn't, I didn't, you know, know how it was all going to turn out or anything until it was finished, and then, it, you know, they played it um, for us the, at the Ohio Theater in Loudonville, our little town here, and that was the first time I'd actually seen the whole thing put together. I'm like, wow, <laughs> like this is freaky. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, Julie, the Buckeye State there in Ohio, uh, as you know before from the previous shows, I used to be skeptical of everything east of the Rocky Mountain foothills. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in nineteen nine in the mid nineteen nineties, Don Keating was a major reason for me changing my mind on that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I went and visit, visited him and uh, spoke at the Ohio conference in two thousand and one. I was so impressed with how much wilderness there actually was out there, you know, and still is out there. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the roads, it's just etched with uh, back lonely country roads where I'm sure things like this, assuming the Sasquatch does exist, happens more regularly than we hear. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, these counties around here, Holmes County, Coshocton County, um, you know, just Knox County, there's all these, you know, there's just the whole Mohican River Valley. It's like a big tree. You know, there's five different branches, Ashland County, and it all runs down into the Mohican, which connects to the Walhonding, which connects to the Muskingum, which connects to the Ohio. And there's just tons of creeks and tributaries. Yeah. And, you know, there's just, it's it's totally forested. Um, there's, like I said, there's deer everywhere. They're just like rodents around here. Um, and, you know, I know. There's nothing killing them except for hunters and, um, you know, coyotes and cars. And the last hunting season just in Ohio, um, 195,000 deer were tagged. That's the ODNR hmm. number. And so, I mean, that's a lot. And then these counties right here, um, Holmes County is in the top five for deer. Coshocton's number one. That's the county just south of us. That's where Don Keating did all his work. Um, and Knox County, that's another one just in the top five. So, yeah, there's a lot of food and deer and water and yeah. trees. Definitely good habitat for it. Now, when you say you had some possible activity at your property, tell us about that. I mean, what what happened? What Were you hearing things and, and that sort of thing? Well, it was two weeks after my sighting, and we were still, you know, like I said, still kind of not thinking this thing is real or trying to figure it out. Um, And my brother-in-law had come down for Memorial Day weekend just by himself, and so the three of us were just kind of goofing around on the porch during the daytime, you know, looking up stuff on YouTube and, you know, hearing howls and all this kind of stuff, and we were just goofing off, and we were howling. We're just, you know, oh, this is a good one, you know, we're just being silly. And uh, so then later that night, you know, after we had dinner and everything, we just went and hung out by the campfire, and we just stayed out there till late. And um, Bernie went to bed about 1 o'clock, and then my brother-in-law and I just, you know, we shut the tunes off, and we're just sitting there quietly listening to the night sounds. And then my brother-in-law, without warning, all of a sudden just does this huge screech, you know, he's just like, Whoa! It just pierces the quiet night, you know. And it was cold. It was like 35 degrees and dropping, but we had, which is terrible for Memorial Day around here. But we had a big, huge fire. Mm. We were warm. And uh, I'm like, oh, that's a good one, Barry. You know, yeah, good job. And then a few seconds later, we heard a screech come right back at us, like the same kind of screech, and it was loud. It was really loud. And I was just, oh, I was like, oh, my God, what just happened? And I just looked over to him. I'm like, what, you know. What oh, happened? What, what was that? You know, and it's like, what did you do? You know, what is, you heard this. What the hell? And then, so Barry, what's that? Yeah, keep in mind, though, if when when he did that, if there was any guy within a mile that heard it, he's probably going to do it back. Yeah, I mean, that, that's exactly what we had to, you know, like, okay, who's screwing with us? And at this point, it's like <laughs> one thirty-five in the morning, 
and our mm-hmm. nearest neighbors are about a quarter mile away uh, on one side. And then one, you know, one lady, she's um, she's elderly, she's like in her 80s. And so, yeah, I'm like, you know, did somebody just immediately screech back, the same kind of screech in the depth that it was, right at us at that moment at 1.36 in the morning when it was like, you know, 30-some degrees out. But I'm like, that was yeah. the only logical explanation. I mean, all this stuff is going through my head. And then Barry does another screech without telling me, a, a bigger one. And then... The thing that came back, this is what actually just blew my mind. I mean, this, this, we had a huge screech into a howl, and it just trailed off. And I just, I just lost it. I, I was, I don't know, again, I had this, like, really silly giggling, and I think it was just, I had tears coming down. I, I was just like, <laughs> wow, you know, what the hell was that? And and I just was like, I you know, catching my breath. I'm like, you called it. You heard it. You're right there. And it was like everything that I was thinking about, you know, was this thing was real or not, you know, that jumped across the road. And all of a sudden it was like, whoa, you know, this was – I had never heard anything like that before. And it was, you know, I said to Barry a couple years later, I'm just like, gosh, that the second one was even louder. I mean, we're talking really, really loud. Like, And he's like, oh, no, I think it actually was closer. I'm like, oh, God. And so that was just – the first, my first thought, it was just, I don't know what things like this go through your mind when you, something like this happens. I just like, wow. It was like, ha, I'm right. Told you so. <laughs> and that's what I'm happy about, you know? And then it wasn't until like later, I'm like, oh my God, now the things around here, you know? It's just, it's, you know, because even though the, you know, the sighting was a mile away, it's just like, you know, it's like the investigator said, oh, once in a lifetime thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. And now it's like, okay, now it's here. Now it's and I I don't know I mean yeah maybe somebody was out at one thirty five in the morning but I doubt it. I walked yeah. up and down the road everything was pretty quiet yeah but just to clarify for the listening audience when you heard the sound nothing was seen no no I didn't see a thing okay yeah it was you know dark mm-hmm. out and we were just our eyes were focused on the big bonfire mm-hmm. right. No, the point I'm trying to get at is I've always had the opinion that noises in the dark are just that. There could be other explanations for it. Who knows what did it? No, I'm, I'm I've, always I've looking got for those explanations, that's for sure. Here where if, if you start howling at the moon and things like that, and there's a group of guys within a mile and they hear it, they're going to howl back. Oh, yeah. If you start banging on trees and stuff like that, and there's a group of guys out somewhere within earshot, and they hear it, they're going to knock back. Right. Well, that's totally yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I just, um, but then again, Sasquatch is purported to do such things like this, so we just don't know. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't say that that was a Sasquatch, but, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. But mm-hmm. it sure sounded like it. <laughs> it didn't sound like anything I've heard before or since. <laughs> You haven't heard the same type of sound since? Wow. That's the only moose. time I've ever heard a howl like that. Yeah. Do wow. you have moose in Ohio? No. Mm-mm. Are you sure? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, I'd, I'd heard that um, just recently I heard that they're introducing elk back into it, and that was down in the hawking area. Um, but, no, we don't have any moose here. Because you have moose in Minnesota. I don't. You don't have it in Ohio. No. Mm-mm. Well, people be loving those trophies. <laughs> I shot no <them>. kidding. <laughs> yeah, 
the whole time I lived there, I never heard of a moose one in Ohio. If you if you ever heard a moose during the rut, it oh, will yeah, freak you that's out. Oh, yeah, that's some freaky stuff right there now. <laughs> uh, I'd like to hear that. I'll have to look that sound up. That's some I mean, that's, stuff. the whole time, I mean, I, this, and this is why I talk to, you know, this is why I talk to the greatest skeptics that there are, you know, because I'm like, I'm looking for, my whole point is to find out some other logical explanation for this, you know. Yes, because, absolutely. Yeah, that's I don't, what, I don't that's want yeah, that's what we're supposed to be as researchers. It's uh, it's just as much our job to prove another explanation as it is to a Sasquatch, because we're trying to find an answer. Yeah. Well, I just debunked a, a, uh, something I've been thinking about for seven years. I just was able to two things. I was able to debunk just this past summer, and mm-hmm. stuff that I've been working on trying to figure out for years, and. Mm-hmm. I finally got an answer, and that's the greatest moment ever, you know, moments ever is when you find an answer. And I don't care if it's, you know, I, I'm, it makes me happy to find an answer. Okay, yes, so it wasn't a Sasquatch smacking your house three times. It was an owl, you know, that went sideways chasing a flying squirrel, and they smack houses. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know that they smack houses. And we got a ton of owls around here. And I just got that confirmed by a naturalist that that's what they do, probably hanging out in our apple tree right next to the house, and so I'm like, good, because that was freaking me out that, you know, something hit the house three times, <laughs> you know, that she, it's like the investigators told me, it's like, you know, you get Sasquatch fever, and so then yeah. you start to think that everything's a Bigfoot, you know, and so yeah. and Bernie's yeah. a great skeptic, and he was wonderful, you know, that's all we did is try to figure, okay, what else could it be, what else could it be, mm-hmm. and, you know, I spent hours and days and weeks and years <laughs> trying to figure out what else it could be. Yeah, and your, your sighting, your sighting of it leaping the road fascinates me because I've heard incredible feats like this done by Sasquatch before. Incredible leaps yeah. up and down cliff faces and jumping over roads, and in one case, running down a steep hill where a man tried to do it, he loses his footing and break his neck. In recent yep. years, uh, a Sasquatch scrambling over a feeder stump and not trying to go around it, it went over the top of it. Mm-hmm. disappeared down the mountainside and the man heard it crashing through the brush and everything and he, he, if I had tried to do that I would have killed myself so. <laughs> when there was a fence there on the road on 211 um, there was like a kind of like a wire fence there was maybe oh, there was a fence on the road yeah it was like maybe I don't know three four feet whatever you know they both sides of the road or just no, one just, just to the left side where it was coming from so maybe, you know, you asked before why it wasn't walking. Maybe it's because it had to land it or fence. where it leapt from? Where it leapt from, there was a fence. So maybe it... Okay. It, oh, okay. Let, let me just, about, when you saw it jump, did it jump from the passenger side of the car to the, to, to the driver's side or vice versa? It was from the driver's side. I was heading south, I w- and it went from the driver's side over to the passenger side. So, like, basically left. And, and so the driver's side is where the fence was? Correct. Okay, now we know why it left. Okay, now we know why it left. That's interesting. It could have been leaping over that fence and just went on, you know? Yeah, that made me think that when you said, why didn't it walk over the road? I'm like, oh, yeah, well, maybe it's because of the fence. Yeah, that would make sense because it may not even know you were there. Yep. I mean, if you had a music app, it could have obviously heard that, but, I mean, it may not realize that you were stopped. 
I was stopped for several minutes, though. I was I was there for at least five minutes, five to ten. And again, I don't I don't get why the horses didn't go nuts. You know, I mean, maybe it's because they were listening to my tunes too. I, I don't know. I, that, that's well, assuming, question. just assuming, if it was a Sasquatch, but it seems like the logical scenario. It was watching the horses and was probably watching you watch the horses. And when you started to move again, it sort of panicked, well, and it I, leapt over the fence and the road to get out of there. It could, uh, maybe. I wasn't moving, though, when it happened, though. I was just getting ready to move. Okay, okay. Okay. I thought you had started to move again. No, I was just, I, I looked forward, you know. Well, mm-hmm. maybe I put the car in gear, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I did that. Oh, when but you, I was uh, totally stopped when it happened. You, when you were watching the horses, did you leave the engine running? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I did. Yeah, because I had the okay. boots on. It was just in park. Okay. Sitting in the middle of the road. Nobody comes down that road. Okay. Kind of taking in the scenery. I, know, I mean, that's what, when when Finding Bigfoot came uh, and they were doing the investigation. That's what Bobo was, you know, eyeballing. Uh, right. The the hill and the jumping over the fence, and he was even looking at some sort of stump thing. And maybe, you know, it jumped the stump, you know, hit the stump, went over the fence, and then, you know, over the road into the ravine. But, I mean, you know, I guess yeah, I can't but, see for sure that was a big And you saw it in the air. You really didn't see it leave the ground and land. No, it was just in the air. I did not see right. it start the motion. I did not, you know, see it land. Mm-hmm. It was just in the air, kind of like an arc. Right. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. People <laughs> wonder why we can't find these things when you hear stories about how incredibly physical their physical abilities in dense bush compared to us they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, now, uh, what, uh, what episode was that on? On the Finding Bigfoot. What episode? Uh, it's it's called Matt Goes Home. And Matt Goes started Home. Off okay. Yeah. It aired January yeah, eleventh, two thousand fifteen. So I'm going to hop on uh, the internet. I think I remember that. I think I remember mm-hmm. that episode. But didn't they, in their artistic uh, recreation, it it actually touched the road, didn't it? Exactly. Yes, it did. I'm like, that's wrong. I thought first they got a couple things wrong. They got they got the location wrong. They had it like somewhere near Salt Fork, and I'm like, oh, they, they totally got that. They screwed that up, <laughs> you know. And then they um and then they oh, had the thing landing in the road. Even go like, to the road. Then you're telling me. What's that? They didn't even properly go to the to the, the right location. They, yeah, they started the show off with a map, and the map was in a completely wrong place. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I love that show, and I love those guys, but they screwed that up. <laughs> <laughs> they went. Uh, in no, the right it didn't place. land in the road, and that's the one thing. Yeah. Okay. And then actually, in the um, in the back eighty. Uh, Poor Mark, I don't mean to drag him over the coals here, but he said in his recounting of uh, my, you know, investigation, he said that she saw it land in the road. And I'm like, Mark, that's no, it's not. He's like, well, you said it was in the road. I said, well, yeah, it was in the road, like in my vision in the road, but it didn't land on the road. It was over the road. It was over the road. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like a, like a running hide. 
Pardon me? Like the, like in the Olympics, a running high jump. That's exactly what Renee said. Yeah. Like, was it like a, a high jump? And then that's when and Cliff said, um, and I was describing the arms, and that, he's the one that coined the phrase, you know, Superman arms. So I've always used it since then. Mm-hmm. It's like a high jumper, Superman arms. Right. Legs, probably legs tucked up underneath or forward yeah. slightly. Yeah. It was tucked up underneath. Like, to me, it was like getting ready to, like, land with its feet. But they were just coming around. Like, in right smack in the middle of the road, it's like the legs were coming up underneath. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. okay. Now, you, so um, you had mentioned- been on some. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the fence because that the jump to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you mentioned. You know, the question: Why would it? Wouldn't it just walk? And then it made me think of that. Oh. See, that's why I like talking to people. You know, just like, that have experience <laughs> with this. You know, it's just like bouncing all these questions and ideas off of them, and um, and that's the whole. That's the whole thing that's been going on ever since that day is me asking people that know things or, you know, have been in the business a long time uh, and have experience, you know, why, 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 you know, what else, <laughs> you know, I'm just like a incessant child asking why, <laughs> and that's, it's, that's the whole journey of it all, and, you know, I had to do a lot of, I just had to jump in and learn stuff fast, uh, because I just, you know, like, what are we dealing with here? And as I said to Mark, you know, I'm like, well, are these things aggressive? You know, I mean, do I have to be concerned right. here? You know, and he's like, no, but you might want to keep your shades pulled because you don't want looking in the window. Mm. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, so to this day, yeah, I always have creepy, my huh? shades pulled. And that side of the house where we have a hill, um, you know, it's like 100 feet from our house. And the creepy hill, I call it now. Always keep those shades pulled over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> At night, anyway. You know, that... That reminds me of um, an investigation that we did when I lived in Ohio. There was a guy that had one on his property. He had seen it several times. And so we went there and was checking things out, and he showed me um, up on the deck. He had, they, he was, they were all in the family room. It was late at night watching TV. He went outside to have a cigarette on the deck. And when he got out there, all of a sudden he he felt like, Something wasn't right, and so when his eyes adjusted to the darkness, there was one standing over by the children's swing set, leaning against it, looking in towards their window, watching them watch TV. Ugh, that's horrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Ugh. He well, was it's, like, it's like, you know, I feel like we're nope. TV, you know, maybe we're you know, human TV, you know, they're just bored. And, yeah, I mean, they think, yeah, I mean, we're probably their entertainment. Well, and, and where we are, it's just like there's this hill right next to our um, house, and it's, you know, cause I sit out here and think about this stuff forever, and it's actually, you know, it could sit up on that hill and mm. nobody would ever know and just watch the deer in our yard eating the apples under a tree. It could, you know, it could look at the field across the road and see all the deer coming out of there. Um, it's just, it's perfect. It's a perfect um, kind of a lookout location for it. So, you know, I was trying to, you know, figure out why 
things do what they it do. It can see all around the territory. Oh, yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. got, there's a field on top of the hill. They could get that. And um, and then this, our house is like, it bridges two big blocks of forested area. You know, there's mm-hmm. where we are, and it goes, we're a mile, 1.3 miles from the Mohican River. And then the right across the road from us, we live on a county road, um, there's another huge block of forest. And around me, except for that one side, uh, there's nobody. I mean, there's just hundreds and hundreds of acres. Mm. Susanna, I hope you're carrying a camera with you from now on. (laughs) You know, by the time I get the thing, you know, operational, it'd probably be gone. But that's why I wanted, like you talked about having the the dash cams. I I just got one of those recently, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, I don't go to yeah. the corner store in downtown Mission without my dash cam. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's nice to have those kind of tools. Um, mm. Yeah, I just, just I spent the whole, you know, that's all I've done is try to, like, prove it to myself, prove it to everybody else, you know, that kind of thing, because, you know, you, you catch a lot of grief and, you know, people take your nod. Oh, I know. That. And that's, you know, yep. I've got recorders always hanging and, you know, I just, I wish that there's just, I wish I could get another opportunity to actually get some decent evidence. And in the, you know, for the 10,000 hours since 2013 that I've, you know, spent out here at night, um, actually 10,000 hours last November, so I don't know what I'm up to now, but um, I actually sat down and figured it all out conservatively. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just sat here waiting. Mm. And I just, well, I do it anyway. That's what I did 13 years before. I'd be out here at night anyway. I love it at night out right. here. Um, but I haven't, you know, right. I only have one you know, halfway decent audio clip since then. All of those right. hours. <laughs> you know, I got nothing. <laughs> Tell me, Suzanne, in all the year in all the years that gone by since twenty thirteen and reflecting back on it, do you believe now that what you saw that day in May of twenty thirteen was a Sasquatch or do you still consider the possibility it could have been something else? I to the, when when Barry called it and that thing screamed at us twice, that's the moment that I I uh, totally thought it was real and still do. Wow. And and you still think it, it was the Sasquatch you saw that day? I can't prove that. You know. No, no. But do you believe it was? Well, so. I I think so. I just okay. you know. Okay. I, I really. Know. Yeah. I think I yeah. think it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. It all kind of adds up, but you know I definitely yeah. could be wrong. Um. You know, and it could have been... I need if, fight, too. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if, it was, if that was the only thing that happened, um, that brief few seconds fighting over the road, if that was the only thing that happened, um, then I'd be, like, I'd be definitely more skeptical about it. But, you know, you know, two weeks later, you know, we get screamed yeah. at twice, and it doesn't seem to make sense. And, you know, like you said, you're totally... That's my first thought of, like, rational thought that somebody's screwing with us, you know. So, I don't know. It just it, it, Nobody seemed to be up, but, you know, you never know. And, and sound carries in this valley. I mean, I'm right at the bottom, you know, surrounded by a bowl of, you know, forest. So, you know, sound could have carried. But then later that summer, 2013, um, one of the gals that was camping with us, we've got a little campsite uh, back, um, she said she saw it in our backyard. And I'm like, and she was she wasn't a Bigfoot person or anything, and she thought that we were playing a joke on her, and she didn't cough mm-hmm. it up for two weeks later, and 
until my report was published in the BFRO, you know, I was just, uh, and I just, so I called up to my sister-in-law's house, and they were all hanging out on the porch, and this girl Jen's like, well, do they, you know, you guys are serious about this Bigfoot stuff? And they're like, well, Suzanne is. And she's like, well, I saw it in your backyard. And I'm like, what? You know, I was like, why didn't you say what? anything? And she's like, I did try to tell you guys. We were all standing there in the fog looking up at the Milky Way, and she was looking back at the Big Dipper, and she's like, what's that? And, you know, I, I kind of looked around, and like I said, the fog was wicked thick. And she said, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And I didn't, you would think, and that's another thing that just bothers the hell out of me, is that why didn't I pay better attention to what she said? Because then we all could have turned around and seen it. And, you know, mm-hmm. he just marched back to the campsite. She was all kind of upset. And then the coyotes went off, and she got even more freaked out. I'm like, oh, no, city girl, you know. Coyotes can sound kind of intimidating. You're not used to it, you know. And uh, but then she, you know, she even drew a picture of it and the whole deal. And she was in the back eighty too. Yeah. But so that that's when I, you know, after it screamed at us or whatever screamed at us, I that just freaked me out. And I just stayed on the porch. And I was used to walking around our property all night, you know, without a care, right. without a flashlight. And I just I just stayed on the porch for a month and a half. And then I finally got over that. Yeah. Like okay, just whatever, maybe it's just another weird thing. And then when Jen said she saw it, I'm just like, oh, God, this thing is here. And it's just and then stuff kept happening. And knocks were going off like crazy. And it's like Cliff said to me when we were doing the filming, he's like, now, do you think, you know, you just didn't notice those knocks before? And I'm like, you know, I'm like eh, maybe, you know, I didn't want to contradict him on his national program because <laughs> I have great respect for him. And um, he's actually helped me out a lot. Um, over the years, um, figuring stuff out. But I, you know, there was, I would pride myself on the fact that I could tell every single sound around here. You know, I knew what the owl sounds like. I know what the, you know, what a fox sounds like. And, you know, the, the herons when they get all upset at night screeching. And um, I'd never heard anything sound like that with that howl before. And then these knocks that just kept happening. And so, Suzanne, you know, again, do you correspond with the uh, group of researchers in Ohio? The name escapes me just at the moment. Julie, we had the gentleman as a guest in about our eighth or ninth program. Oh, the night stalkers. The night stalkers in Ohio. Do you do you communicate with them at all? Um, yeah, yes. they're in southern Ohio, and I don't really. Um, I mean, I knew uh, Mike and Mike, and um, yeah, I know who they are. I've met them before. Um, but our paths don't really cross that much around here. Okay. May I make a suggestion? Okay. Could you go to the you, – you still remember the exact spot where your May of 2013 sighting happened? Oh, yeah. I go down there all the time. Let's sit there and think about it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go, go there and mark the, the roadside with a stake or something. Okay. Yeah. They, uh, the, they've just logged a lot a few... of trees out of there now, and they've changed the fence line, so it looks completely different. But Yeah. I still know where it is. Just so other people can, uh, when you direct them, say, watch out for the stake with a black top or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or tie, like, a little pink ribbon on it or something, or, you know, like a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a uh, usually, thing or something. In B.C., I've, I've been marking a bunch of spots with stakes with little red cones on top of them if I feel they're not going to get knocked down by people and stuff like that. Just to mark the spot, I put the file number on it, but uh, just so people can th- know what they're looking at, so. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Thank you. Good mm-hmm. suggestion. Yeah, great idea. Definitely. Well, I'll that. tell you guys, we're right there on that hour mark, so why don't mm-hmm. we go ahead and, and wrap it up for tonight? But we will have 
uh, Suzanne back next month, and uh, I'm interested to hear more about some of the stuff that happened on the property. And then um, I also would like to talk to you about the expeditions and the events that you have um, done yourself there in your area, the private events. And then I, I definitely want to talk about the Hocking Hills Bigfoot Conference. So uh, you, okay, you'll great. definitely well, come you. back for just, next month. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Um, you know, and again, thanks for you know fleshing this you know my experience out as well because you know you always learn something, especially from you guys. I just have such great respect for your work, and um, yeah, I appreciate you. And I really enjoyed talking to you, Susan. It was a pleasure meeting you at least by voice and. Hearing firsthand mm-hmm. about what you saw that, yeah. Oh, thank you. It's great, yeah, great talking to you guys too, and I look forward to uh, speaking again. Okay, sounds good. We'll get something scheduled uh, for November. All right, sounds great. Thanks again. All right, thank you so much. All right, bye bye. And you for. Oh, go ahead, Thomas. You realize, Suzanne, this makes you the only the second person we've had on twice on on the shoulders of giants. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I'm unworthy. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. So that's that's good. All right, point well, have a great there, night, Thomas. guys. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, All right. Thank you. Uh, All right. Bye-bye. And uh, Thomas, I guess we'll be back next month. We'll have Susan back on, or Suzanne back on. Huh, Susan, Suzanne back on, and um, I'm interested in hearing more. She's very fascinating. With her story. So. I promise next time I won't ask so many questions about the one thing. <laughs> well, that's all right. Uh, that's kind of, you know, it's good mm. to, to ask those kind of questions because maybe there's other people out there that have witnessed something very similar to that. And, you know. Absolutely. I'm more, I want to hear about. Validate what they saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I want to hear about the other stuff next month, too. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds great. And we appreciate all of our listeners for hanging in there with us all this time for the last three years. And, you know, we couldn't do it without you, so we appreciate you. And until we meet again, don't forget, get out there in the woods and, and see what's going on and uh, keep it squatchy. Bye-bye.